0: welcome to real testaments the messages shared at church of god mission international church for real we trust god that through this message your life will be transformed and you will receive grace to influence your world god bless you welcome to parable of the talents can you put your hands together (laughs) hallelujah all right, today we're going to be learning a lot of things and I want you to open your mind. Let's pray before I go deeper. Father, thank you because your word will always transform our lives and make us better people. As we hear your word this morning, let us be better in our lives, daily basis, things we do, the way we reason, the way we talk, the way we live our lives. Lord, let us be better. across board, let us be better. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. So this um, series, this year, we're going to be having three in-house speakers. So I'm just, starting, I'm just starting it on one of the in-house speakers. Then next week, we're going to be having another in-house speaker. I believe you've seen the flyers. So I think Pastor Kingsley shared it yesterday. Then on the 19th, we'll be having an external speaker. Uh, The guy was here during push Forward, so he will be coming to speak to us. Then on the 26th, we'll be having an internal speaker. So I want you to open your mind and let's understand things this period. So the Parable of the Talents, like we all know, is a teaching around wealth creation, wealth building, having the right mindset about wealth, you know what you need to do, the skills you need to possess, the attitude you need to have, as far as what is concerned, right? So, and it, it came from, you know, the scripture when you know um, a certain man gave talents to his um, to his workers, and he told them to go and um, do stuff with it, and each of them came back with different uh, with different reports, but you know one came back and did not do anything with it and so the master was not happy so which means that there is need for us to be productive at what we do and that will form part of the things I'm going to be talking today right so this morning i will be preaching on the power of the mind the power of the mind parable of the talents, the power of the mind. So let's look at Proverbs chapter 23, verse 1 to 7. Proverbs 23, verse 1 to 7. Proverbs 23, 1 to 7. When thou sittest to eat with a ruler, consider diligently what is before thee. Verse 2. And put a knife to thy throat, if there be a man given to appetites. Be not desirous of his dainties, for they are deceitful meat. Verse 4. Labor not to be rich, cease from thy own wisdom. Without set an eyes upon that which is not, for riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle towards heaven. Eat thou not the bread of him that. Sorry, I can't see that last word. <laughs> that hurts. That's why I don't. I don't understand King James English. <laughs> you know, we'll read this again. Another translation. And I neither desire that. I have not, not finished that. Okay, this is good news. Okay, fine. I think good news makes sense. It's fine. Don't eat at the table of a stingy person. You see, it's very straightforward. Or be greedy for the fine food he serves. Give me seven. Come on and have some more, he says, but he doesn't mean it. What he thinks is what he really is. Verse 8. You will vomit up what you have eaten, and all your flatteries will be wasted. Give me nine, then I will pause there. I want to pause in several more. Don't try to talk sense to a fool; he cannot appreciate it. Now, remember what I told you—one of my teachings. I said before you start looking for Emma, get the contest first—the contest in which the writer was writing. Now, if you look at this Proverbs, chapter 23, from verse 1 to 7, you know, the Bible, ab initio, was written as a letter. People who wrote the Bible wrote it as a letter. None of the writers wrote it in form of chapters and verses. But some scholars came together and decided to divide it into chapters and verses. That is why when you read a chapter right? It doesn't end in that particular chapter. The contest continues in the next chapter. So if you are reading your Bible, don't read it as if it has ended. So understand the contest and understand what was in the mind of the writer. What is the writer trying to, you know, to to sell? What information is the writer selling? If you have it, then you will be able to decode and have a full understanding of what the person is saying. Because the truth is, communication is very important. We we communicate every day, but understanding of the communication is the problem. And if somebody has communicated, and you do not understand what the person has said, communication is tantamount to being not effective. So what am I saying? If I come here and I say, uh, if you please come. I'm not talking about communication, but I need to establish this fact. If you please come. Do you know how to speak Bini very well? You speak your language, right? Okay, tell me something, anything in Bini language. Anything good, something good, though, but say it in Bini language. Everywhere must say. Okay. So what am I supposed to say? So, I just said you... you I'm looking good. Yeah, like I'm okay, but but I did not understand you. Do you understand what I'm saying? So has she communicated? She has not communicated. Thank you very much. Thank you. That's exactly what it is. Communication is not complete if the, if the recipient, the receiver, does not understand. So it's the same way, if you are reading the Bible, what she said is sweet. She was, she's complimenting me, but I could not respond because I did not hear her. Or I did not, I heard, I mean, I did not understand what she was saying. So it's not for you to talk. That is why you see people quarrel. You know, when you quarrel, the person you are quarreling with does not understand what you are saying because your style, your demeanour, your attitude at that time is zero. So the person will not take what you are saying seriously. You get the point. So it's not for you to talk. Most of us, we talk, 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 talk. But the message, is it being passed? The person that you are talking to, is he hear, hearing and understanding what you are saying? So we need to understand that. The same way, when you study the Bible, try and understand the context of what the letter is saying. So, what the writer is talking about here is to, the writer from verse 1 to 7. It's talking about two persons. Number one, it says, when a, a rich man invites you to come and eat, eh, or a king or somebody who has food to give you, gives you food to eat, when you go there, try and bridle your appetite. Don't eat as if your world depends on that food. Because that food that they are giving you can just be a snare to kill you. So when you are eating in the house of a big man, try and use idea so that you will be vigilant and alert. That's what he said. It was a general advice. Then when he moved on to the contest again, you know, in talking, he now said, once a, a stingy man invites you to come and eat, right? Don't be foolish. Don't think because he loves you or because he, he you know, appreciates you, that's why he's giving you food. Because he now said, as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. It means that For you to be stingy, it needs to come from your mind first. The same way, for you to be rich, it has to also come from your mind. Everything in life starts from the mind. A rich man became rich first in his mind before he became rich physically. The same way, a poor man became poor in his mind before he became poor physically. A man who is stingy, who is selfish, He's selfish and stingy because in his mind, that is his status. When you say somebody is proud, if someone, someone is proud first in his mind. The same way, if you have any form of complex, it comes first from the mind. There's a lot of stuff that comes out from the mind. That is why anything you do, first of all, starts from the mind. It starts from the mind. And one of the things that God has given to us as a resource, I call it natural resources. I'm going to be talking about that as we progress. I'm going to give you elements to build wealth. So I'm going to center it around natural resources. One of the natural resources God has given to you is your mind. And that is what everybody has. Give me Psalm 53. Psalm 53. That's why in this church is came and we talking about your mind, how you think, what you do with the information that comes to you. Now look at what the Bible says. It says, fools say to themselves that there is no God. They are corrupt and they have done terrible things. There is no one who does what is right. There's a translation that says, a fool says in his mind that there is no God. So... You are first of all a fool in your mind before you now say it out. (laughs) Do you understand what I'm saying? So, the, the concept of the mind is so deep that if your mind is renewed, then everything that comes from your mind will be renewed. If your mind is corrupt, everything that comes from your mind will be corrupt. If there is anything that God gave to man that is the most important in terms of natural or tangible resource is the mind, the power of the mind. So you need to work on your mind. That is why what comes into your mind, the materials that, that enriches the mind, you need to be very, very careful about it. You need to be diligent about it. The Bible says that Guard your heart with all diligence. The word heart and mind are used interchangeably in the the scripture, including the spirit. Mind, spirit, and heart, they are used interchangeably. So when the Bible says guard your heart with all, it says guide your mind with all diligence, for out of it are the things that will happen to you. Right. Translation says guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. The issues of life are the things that will happen to you. Do you get what I'm saying now? So, the information you have in your spirit, in your mind, your mind is like a spirit to your body. The information you have in there will resonate with what comes out. That's why Jesus Christ said, it's not what goes into your mind, it's what comes out. What is it that is coming out of you? If what is coming out of you... It's not quality, It's because your mind is not quality. When we talk about capacity, capacity is what you have and what you can give out. Capacity is what you have and what you can give out. I always say here, you cannot give what you don't have. You can only give what you have. Therefore, if you find yourself in a certain situation, and you are not able to deliver much, it's because your capacity is small. So you need to build capacity. How do you build capacity? Very important and very simple. You build capacity based on information and the skill that you need to earn. You need to get more information and get more knowledge so that your capacity can be built up. It is what you put inside of you that is what you are going to give out. So if all you take in are things that will make you small, you will remain small forever. The greatest resource, or one of the greatest resources that God has given to us is the mind. And it is your responsibility for you to walk to build the capacity of your mind. For example, you and I are not on the same level because we don't think the same way. We don't think the same way because we don't have the same capacity as far as our mind is concerned. So the word mindset means how you regulate and how you think within your mind. When you say, ah, which kind of mindset be this? It means that there is a particular attitude that comes out from your mind. That's what it is. For example, I'll give you a very good example. I'm going to be very open to you because I'm your pastor. I'm not a guest speaker. I've been here now for years. Even before, before I went to Sheffield, I was here. So, I'll tell you the truth. The difference between a rich man and a poor man is very simple. I'll give you some of the differences. Like I said before, a rich man thinks riches, thinks wealth. So, a, t- a rich man is thinking how he can give. A poor man is thinking how he can get, what to collect. If you are here and when you see someone, it is what you want to collect. How do I get one k? How do I get lunch? How do I collect something? You are still poor in your thinking. But if you see someone and you are thinking, okay, how do we strike a business deal together? How do I even bless this person? How do I create a value in this person's life? Or how do I create a value system such that you and I can benefit? That's the way a rich man thinks. A rich man thinks in terms of what will benefit us. But a poor man thinks in terms of what will benefit me. So when the Bible talks about a man who is stingy, he's stingy because he's not releasing. He's, he thinks that it's what he has right? that is stingy. What will make his life better? So, but it is when you release that shows that you are big in your thinking. For example, God is big in his thinking. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So, if you think in terms of giving, you are, you are rich in your mind. So, wealth is not necessarily about. The physicalities is about the thinking. I repeat, wealth is not necessarily in the physicalities. It's about the thinking. How how are you thinking? If you think in terms of ownership, in terms of responsibility, in terms of giving yourself as a value, it's a very big, big pointer to the fact that you have a rich mind. And that's exactly how God thinks. I wrote here, I say, God is not against wealth. It is the intention and what you do with the wealth that God is against. For example, there's a story in the book of Luke about a certain rich man who told himself, you are rich now, so what you are going to do, he asked himself, he said, what am I going to do with this money? This, he was rich in crops. In those days, the wealth was based on the crops the livestock that you have and the, the um, crops that you have. So he told himself, I'm going to pull down this new band and, sorry, this old band and build a new one. And in the process of doing that, he didn't factor in how he was even going to bless people and he was going to get God involved. And God said, I'm the owner of your soul. Tonight, your soul is required. So, the process of him trying to enjoy what he has labored for didn't work out because the owner of his soul came for it. So, what am I saying? It is important that you, I think that's in Luke chapter 12, verse 16, you, you get it clearly there. It is important that you bring God into the picture. So, in this place, in Isaiah chapter, we read Psalm 53. Right? So the Bible said, "The food says in his heart, there is no God. He's in, his, he's, in his, he's in his heart." So everything starts from the heart. As I'm talking now, some of you are not hearing what I'm saying, because your mind is not here. You get. So that is why somebody will finish a preaching or a teaching, and three people will come and say what has been said, and you will have divergent views. It is what you hear, you process. What you process is what you produce. So, like I said, some person's minds are somewhere. Some people are thinking of, ah, oh, I want to buy food. Some people are thinking, oh, I want to get cash, physical cash now. <laughs> I'm not talking about electronic cash. Some people are thinking, oh, what do I eat this afternoon? Some people are thinking, oh, how do I pay my... People are thinking a lot of things. That is why your mind is the most important thing, because your mind is what qualifies your state. People are thinking different things. But it is important that you put your mind together in terms of concentration. So, everything starts from the mind. If your mind is polluted, then you will never be blessed. But if your mind is renewed, you will be building on that. It's like using blocks to build. Right, let's go to Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18. I want to show you something there. Even God has a mind. God has a mind. That is why He is able to think. Isaiah chapter one verse eighteen. He said, "Come, let us reason together." How do you reason? You reason with your mind, with your spirit. God said, "Come, let us settle this matter." translation so using the word "come," let us settle this matter. How do you settle a matter? If I have an issue with Pastor I I say, "Come, let us settle it. We will dialogue together. You will bring forth your strong reason." Why you are angry with us, or you have taken offense to what I did or something. He he will bring his own fault. Me, I will bring my own fault. we will put it on the table. we will reason the thing through. At the end of the day, there will be a settlement. That's why some other translation uses the word, come, let us settle this matter. And how do you settle a matter? You settle a matter using your mind. The devil understands this particular tool. That is why he doesn't want you to use your mind. It's a dangerous tool. If only you can sit down. For example, what helps the prodigal son? The Bible says he came to himself. Coming to himself means he reasoned through. He sat down and said, uh-uh, what am I even doing? In my father's house, they are eating food and they are throwing it away. How can I be suffering like this? He used his mind to reason. The reason why a lot of people are not prospering is because they don't actually reason. Their mind is blank. I'll tell you, I'll be very very plain with you. If you don't have money in your pocket, how do you reason? What are the thoughts that comes through your mind? The thought, is it, I'm going to steal somebody's money? Or, are you having business ideas? Or, Your thought is, oh, I have a brother. Let me quickly call him so that he can send me 5K. He will send you that 5K. That 5K will finish in one week. You will be back to square one. Or, oh, I have somebody in the UK. Let me quickly call him so that he will send me Western Union. How long will they continue to bankroll you as an adult? So you need to sit down. As the prodigal son sat down and said, I've been a graduate now for years. Ah, what's going on, Seth? How long will I continue to go through this path? What are the ideas that I need to bring out that will help me to take me to the next level? It could be business, it could be collaboration, it could be synergy. You need to think. And you see, the reason why you don't get breakthrough in thinking is because your mind is small. Listen, you cannot give what you don't have. You can only give what you have. What you should be doing is, how do I train the capacity of my mind? What are the materials I need to have so that my mind can be robust? My mind can think wide. I can think... You see, there's a training I did in in my organization. They call it design thinking. I did another one. They said, you think inside the box, you think outside the box. So how do you think within the box and outside the box? Design thinking says you have to be creative. How do you make the best out of your current situation when you are faced with a particular problem? How do you solve it when the, the book, the policy book they gave to you, eh, can, you cannot invoke it at that point in time, what do you do? You have read the policy book, there is nothing like that. How do you use your initiative and your discretion to quickly solve the problem? Do you complain? Do you murmur? Do you begin to say, ah, this work is, be- is bigger than my pay grade, though? This work, ah, I told them before I didn't want to apply. You know, are you in that state? All of us are in that state. We are not, that's, you see, like I said before, if your mind is small, what comes out will be small? You need to know. If you are faced with a situation in life And all you do is to blame people, is to backbite, is to gossip, is to talk here and there, and not take responsibility for your life. It shows that your mind is small. Everyone that took responsibility for their life, because they reasoned and they thought through, checked their life, it became better. It became better. You see, some of you are too, are too. You are in a noisy environment. Everybody is talking to you. You don't seem to have your own decision. And one of the things that makes you an adult is an ability for you to take a decision for your life. If I sit down with you, and in the next 10 minutes, what I'm hearing from you is this person, that person, oh, this person said I should do this, I was with this person, He told me this. Everything is about people, people, people. I begin to wonder, I say, really? You see, we live in a world where people don't want to take responsibility for their lives. If you tell me, I have decided to take this decision, or you tell me, okay, God has spoken to me, this is what I want to do, uh-huh. for me, those are things that connect with me. But all, if all you say is how somebody has cajoled you, how somebody has told you this, everything you say is about people, you know, about people and all of that, there seems not to be a strong wheel from your end. It could be an issue. So people will give you ideas. It's your responsibility for you to process those ideas and take them or leave them. It's as simple as that. So the Bible says, come, let us reason together. It means God has a mind. If God has a mind and he could reason... It means you also have a mind because we are created and made in the image and likeness of God. So what God gave to you is ability for you to reason. A lot of you who are in quote poor because you don't have physical cash to spend, you need to sit down and think. Not thinking for regret, as in thinking in terms of regret too, that will lead you to depression and unhappiness. No. Thinking in terms of meditation, God knows the importance of thinking and meditation. That is why He spoke to Joshua. He said, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. Now, let me ask you a question. Let's be real. What do you meditate on? What do you meditate on? God knew the power of reasoning. That is why he told Joshua, he said, if there is anything you are going to meditate, meditate on the book of the law. Now, we are not under the dispensation of the law. We are under the dispensation of grace. If, even if you meditate on grace, it will help you to live a righteous life in terms of the template that Christ has given to you. What actually do you meditate on? Do you meditate on regrets? Do you meditate on people who have hurt you? You know, a lot of people, they meditate on hurt. They are counting the number of people that have hurt them in life. And so because they meditate on that, it now leads to unforgiveness. It leads to hurt. It leads to uh, bitterness. It leads to more anger. Listen, if there's anything you need to meditate on, meditate on the word of God, on the love of God, on the power of God, on the grace of God. Those are the things you need to meditate on. Meditate on wealth. Meditate on how you will do great things. Meditate on the ideas that you are going to implement, right? Meditate on these things. It is what you meditate on, that. those are the things that you will do. Here's the pathway. The raw materials that comes out from the mind are thoughts. Somebody say thoughts. Those are raw materials. Everybody here, they think. Everybody here has a thought. As I'm I'm preaching or teaching now, there is a thought running through your mind. The human mind can produce millions of thoughts in a day. But in those millions of thoughts, how many do you... Really process And turn out to become an action So in your mind There are thoughts You pro- process those thoughts And those thoughts when you finish processing them They become Actionable You put them into action It is the action That leads to your Lifestyle Your habits Your behavior A certain guy said, you are what you repeatedly do. How do you build habits? Habits are built through thoughts. You you taught it at some point, and you decided to do it. You did it first time, second time you did it, third time you did it, and the next thing, it became a habit to you. I can tell where, let me put it this way, psychologically speaking, if I see what you do every day, I can tell the kind of person you will become. It's very simple. If I see what you do, I look at you, I observe you, and I see that you do something particularly, you are always doing that, I can tell where you, the kind of person you will become. For me, for example, I like knowledge. For me, I think one of the greatest inventions of mankind in our age today is the internet. And I visit the internet every day. Search engine is one of my favorite areas that I go to. What I don't understand, I go to the search search engine and I get information. So I can engage. There's nobody I cannot engage. And when I engage, I engage with facts and figures. I engage with information. Because I want to engage. Because I am looking at a bigger audience. Look at a bigger audience. There was a time. One word. I will go and research the synonyms. I want to have a word. I want to have a word. I want to have five different synonyms to that word because I wanted to enrich my vocabulary. In doing that, I was also enriching the capacity of my mind. Where do you want to be in the next five years, for example? What information are you feeding your mind with? If you tell me, I want to be here in the next five years, I want to be a business mogul, you know, I want to be richer than the richest man in Africa, and I look at your life, all you do is to, what do you call it, go on Facebook and um, you, you, you have data. For example, there's someone in my office and we're discussing one day and she told me that she spends close to 15K on data. I said, really, in a month? And she said, yes. Yeah. I said, what do you do with the data? Eh, I need to, I go to Instagram and she was, all the, she just goes to all the social media and I said, okay, do you use the data for money? What, what's the money that is coming in? She said, nothing. she's using a salary, and the salary is not much. small money like this. I said, ah. listen, if you say you want to do something in two years' time, in three years' time, or you want to become something, what investment are you giving to your mind? If the investment you are giving to your mind does not tally with that, there is a problem. You will not get there. It's not a cause. You know the problem with us that has affected the church? We believe in miracle. We don't believe that we'll come to church one day and all our dreams will just be met. We We don't like process. Christians are the people that I've seen that are very weak in terms of process. You don't want to wake up one day you are a millionaire. You want to wake up one day you are a business mogul. You want to wake up one day you are successful. You have a big store, everything, all the products. You don't, you don't want to wake up and everything. No, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work. We must follow through the process. So you want to come to church and pastor will pronounce blessing this week. This is where everybody will be shouting amen. But you see, that does not mean you will go and sleep. You need to go through the process. If you enroll for an exam and you don't read, no matter the anointing you have, you will fail. I can tell you for free. You need to go through the process. So when Jesus was talking, he said, the children of this world, they are smarter than the ones in the kingdom. You know what he was talking about? They understand how things, they run things in this place. It's not as if there's any big deal. Ideally, the children of the kingdom should be smarter. And let me tell you, I don't blame Christians. It's because of the message that they have heard over time. You see a child of God in church, very vibrant, full of life, always active, going to church, does not mean church. But in his office, he's very laid back. He doesn't contribute to any intelligent discussion. He doesn't come to work on time. very laid back. Performance is poor. That is why if they want to sack anybody, is that person, they will first of all, sack. Listen, don't be a shining star in church and be so dim in the world. You are not supposed to shine here. You are supposed to shine outside. You don't see where lights, they shine inside, inside where light full. Now, inside like darkness, you're supposed to shine. So as a believer, you cannot tell me that you pray five hours. You are fervent in the spirit. You come to church. Everybody knows you are Jim, Jim. But in your area, nobody knows. You are so, so quiet. I'm not trying to... This is just by the way. My wife entered one store to... I'm deliberate about the life I live. I don't tell people I'm a pastor. But I make you know that I'm a child of God. Even if I buy okra from you, as I'm giving you the money, I am saying God bless you. There's something I'm giving you something. You must identify with me somehow, somehow. My wife went to, into a store. She wanted to make a dress for me, and you know this just by the way. And and the the tailor in the area, the tailor I've never met him all my life. I always drive past and go and all of that. And the tailor was telling my wife, "Ah, I think I know your husband. I think I, I, think I know your husband. Eh, I think, is, is, he, is he a pastor? You remember that conversation? He, was, he believed that I should be a pastor. He said, the way I behave and everything, there's something about me. I want my light to so shine. Let the world know. You know, we live in a world where if people see that you are different, they will not say you are a Christian. They will say... I, It'd be like saying, a pastor, that person be. <laughs> because they believe that in terms of ethics, now, eh, pastor, get them. But the truth of the deal is that as a believer, it should be a crossboard. Do you understand me? So that's why some people will call you a pastor, eh, even before you go and preach to them. Because they believe in their mind, for you to live this kind of a life of integrity, you should be a pastor. What am I saying? You need to build the capacity of your mind. That's what I'm telling you this morning. The mind is very powerful. If you don't build it, you will remain small. Why were they looking for Daniel? He had capacity. Daniel had capacity. How can the whole kingdom need help? They called Daniel. They called Daniel. Why did they employ Joseph? to become the Prime Minister of Egypt. He had capacity, not because he was praying in his closet. I don't want to be known only as someone who prays, and someone who studies, that's fine. How has my prayer and my study affected my generation? That's how I want to be known. What Pharaoh said, he said, whatever Joseph advises you to do, that's what you are going to do. He had capacity. He had capacity. The same way with Jesus. The mother of Jesus said, anything Jesus says you should do, do it too, because he knew that Jesus had capacity. Do you have capacity? Have you built your mind so well that you know exactly what to do? Can people call you and you give them an advice based on a particular thing? Those are the things that will help you build wealth. Not just running up and down. You are just going up and nobody knows what you can do. I have a guy. He finished from Covenant University, a family person. A, a very top musician in this country, a top music artist in this country had a show. And the dress he was going to wear, I think something happened to the dress. And he said, ah, who can help me? He didn't want to go to the uh, boutique to buy a suit, because a dress, because he wanted it bespoke. He needed a tailor to quickly sew it. And so he was looking for contacts. This is a true life story. He was looking for contact, And somebody tell, told him of a young guy who could do it for him within a a, a short time. This particular music artist, big guy in Nigeria, was ready to pay any amount, as long as this tailor could deliver. Although they don't call them tailor anymore, what do they call them now? Fashion designer, right? Yes. And they contacted this guy, and this guy delivered. He was so happy. That led to more businesses. Capacity. Capacity. You must invest in yourself. What do you want to do and what do you want to be? If what you want to do and what you want to be, what you are doing now in terms of activity, in building your mind, is not tallying, change it. That's what I'm telling you this morning, change it. Change it. Change it. Because of time, let me just go to the natural resources. How many minutes do I have left? Please confirm for me. Seven, okay. Great. I've talked about the natural resources of the mind, right? Everybody has a mind. That's what God gave to all of us, a mind. Very key. God thinks, you think, I think. Everybody can think free of charge. And the raw materials for thinking are thoughts. You use thoughts to think. As I'm talking to you now, you're already thinking, what do I do? What do I do? Thoughts are coming in and all of that. So you have ideas. For example, you know, when telcos came into this country or came into Africa, basically, you know, and you know, when they started, there was not this, um, you could not borrow credit. Are you aware of that? When telcos started, it is what you, you buy that you, that you use. The same way, or they do what we call um, postpaid. paid you, you use for the month and then you pay and all of that. They have your account, the credit, and all of that. So it was later. Somebody now came to them, ideas. Like I said, thoughts are the raw materials that come through your mind. Somebody now came to and said, why there are people who don't have money at that time to buy? Can't you create a product where people can buy Eh? you charge them a service fee, they can buy and pay later. He entered. It was activated. Today, if you don't have money in your bank account to buy um, credit or data, you borrow and they charge you some 10% or whatever percentage they charge. They're making money. It was somebody's idea. When Coca-Cola started, it was a chemist that started Coca-Cola. I'm giving you ideas now. It was a chemist. Ideas are also thoughts. It was a chemist that started Coca-Cola. He was mixing things. At the end of the day, it was supposed to be a syrup, but at the end of the day, it you know, became a drink, and people used to go to a certain place, and they will now dispense. You, know, you draw, you drink, you pay, and all of that. And somebody just told them, he said, why don't you bottle it? Bottle it! ideas thoughts and they started bottling it and the next thing the product is all over the world product you know Coca-Cola is one of the most renowned and famous brands in the world today they are very big they're all over the world that's your business that is only you that knows that is the purpose of the internet why don't you take it put it somewhere on the platform or something so that the world will know about it, how good you are, and also try to package yourself in such a way that it makes sense. The other day, I, I wanted to do something on my car, you know, and so I, I met the guy who was going to do it, and I said, let me see the work that you have done so that I can be convinced you can get this job done. He couldn't even deliver He couldn't show me very beautiful pictures. But because of referral, somebody has referred me to him that he's very good, I gave him the job. What am I saying? Why you are thinking? I want your mind to be thinking. Think outside the box. Think outside the box. The reason why you are not able to think outside the box most times is because your mind is small. The information in your mind is small. It's not big. So you're always thinking within that small box. How can you put a shark inside the aquarium? You will never see the potential of that shark. Some of you are sharks living inside an aquarium. I'm not talking in terms of what you are wearing, no. In terms of how you are thinking, you are thinking small. You see, God is very particular about your mind. The reason, before he took Abraham to the promised land, to the land where he was going to take him to, he was working on his mind. How did God work on his mind? God took him. You said, look at the stars. Can you count the stars? He said, no. He said, that is how your seed will be. In other words, your seed will be so big that you will not be able to count them. In other words, don't think one anymore. Think plenty. Do you understand me now? The same way he said, the, the, the sand in the seashore, can you count? He said, no, that's how your seed will be. You see, God is a big thinker. God knew that a day would come where there will be billions of people on the earth. He started with just one man, Adam, and he needed a second person. He took it from Adam. God never starts afresh. He took it from Adam and he made Eve. So I wonder why believers are poor when their father is rich. You know why? Because people have not invested in their mind. They have not invested in the creativity of their mind. They have not invested in it. Natural resources. I've talked about um, mine. The second thing I want to talk about is time. Everybody has 24 hours in a day. Not be so. Time does not favor anybody. Time can be your friend. Time, time can also be your enemy. If you have an appointment and you are to present your showreel or you are, to do a proposal on, you are to do a presentation on your proposal as well as show your showreel because they want to give you a multi-million dollar Contract and all of a sudden you didn't leave your house on time, and it's supposed to be a physical meeting, not online. And um, you live in Yanakpaja, and the, the meeting is in uh, Leki, and the meeting is supposed to start by nine o'clock. You are leaving your house by eight o'clock. Is there any possibility that you are going to make that meeting with the track on a, for example, on a Monday morning? You no, know, Monday morning, the traffic will not be here on a Monday morning. Who do, who do you? Who do you in that situation? You go blame village people. You can't blame village people. Something obviously is your fault. Listen, time in that regard will be an enemy to you because you go they rush. Deep down, you know, sometimes you are rushing somewhere and I don't know say, I don't know whether or not they think come. And you don't lead. You just feel like, may you just vanish, go there. May you just come out inside now. you just land for the material like this. I used to think like that. I said, ah, why don't you just vanish, come out inside this, this traffic? You know, so at that point in time, you are trying to catch up, you don't late, And you are trying to call the people, they're not the peak, to tell them, say you go late. So time at that point in time can be an enemy to you. But the truth is, it's not time's fault. Is it, the time of, uh, is it the fault of time? It's not. It's your own fault. So the truth of the matter is that time is an unbiased umpire. Time is an unbiased what? Umpire. An umpire is like a referee who is in the middle of a game, ensuring that everything must be done perfectly. Even the human being can make mistakes. Do you understand it now? But time does not make mistakes. You cannot blame time for anything. Let me tell you one of the biggest thief of time is procrastination. Somebody say procrastination. What is procrastination? Procrastination is that I will do it tomorrow morning. When you are supposed to do this evening, I will do it tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning will come. Oh, I will do it in the evening. You should let me even do it the next day. You keep postponing and postponing and postponing. For example, the certifications you are supposed to have to do, instead of you to have done it last year, you don't shift and come this year. The exams you are supposed to do, instead of you to have done it last year, you don't shift. Time is going, Oh, you know? Let me tell you the truth. How do you know that time is going? Look at the babies. Babies, they were in children's session and children's department a few years ago. In short, let me show you. When church for it started in 2006, <laughs> Where is Stanley? God bless him. Stanley, Stanley he, 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 he has traveled. Okay, um, Patrick is here. Patrick, Stanley showed me a picture of Jeremy when church for started. Now, baby, Jeremy was born, I think, um, 2001. Yes, 2001. I was there in the hospital when... Pastor Amor was giving birth. Then me and Pastor Odi just they born that time. Then I was still National Executive Officer of I Just drove, came in for Lagos. And they told me, you know, Edosa, my predecessor, took me to this house. And they told me, I'm more. And we went to the hospital where she was giving birth. 2000, I remember November 2001. 2006, he was, not many years, but that's five years, right? He was a boy, a boy, small boy. Time don't go. Jeremy is a graduate today. He has graduated from university. (laughs) He don't graduate. (laughs) So if there is something you wanted to do in 2001, you never do them now. (laughs) That small boy don't overtake you. That is how cruel time can be if you are on the wrong side of time. Listen, stop saying I will do it tomorrow. Do it now. Do it now. Time, they go. You don't have time. You see my gray hair? It wasn't here ten years ago. But it don't appear. Even five years ago, it wasn't there. I, mean, <laughs> I posted a picture online about program and one of my pastor friends we were in school together. He said, Are This your gray hair, don't they plant you? And I responded to him. I said, there was a very cool response that I gave to him. I know they leave. Sometimes I die, sometimes I live. Uh, let time do its work. Praise the Lord. What am I saying in effect is that a time will come. The Bible even said it. He said there is a time for everything. There is time for everything. Listen, there is time for everything. What you are supposed to do and you don't do it. That is why when it's time for you to do certain things, you don't do it. Don't blame God. That is when you will be looking for miracle. God did not make man so that man will be fashioned along the lines of miracle. No. God made man so that man will be fashioned along the lines of processes. Life is a process. Life is a process. As you age, the organs on, in your body, they begin to what? They begin to deteriorate. It's a natural process. It's a natural process. They begin to deteriorate the cells that are supposed to be multiplying speedily, that is why when you see someone who is 25 years if you get injury the person heals faster Even, normal, when you were younger if you have an injury, you he heals faster now that you are in your 40s and you are getting old injury not a quick heal because time is dwelling on you if there is anything you need to do now if there is an idea you need to do do it now, stop postponing it Time is everything that we have. Time can be your friend and time can be on e- your enemy. It depends on the side of the divider you are. You go and you, you send your CV. They say if you are above 25, we cannot take you. Has time not become your enemy. So if you are 22, 23, you are inside, you know, you are within the, the policy. You are good to go. You are good to go. There's time for everything. But you see... The miracle here is, regardless of the time that has passed, the Bible says, I will restore the years the canker worm has eaten. We know we like that scripture very well. The palmer worm, the locust, the caterpillar will restore. That is where God comes in. God comes in to restore, and that is the miracle that we need. We all need that miracle. But the process that God has put in place is that you go through the process And at the end of the day, you get to the zenith of whatever career and, you know, whatever thing you want to do. There's time for everything. So time is what you have. Number three, natural resource, are friends and relationship. Friends and relationship. A lot of you, you don't don't appreciate relationship. Relationship are invaluable tools you can use. Listen. How many of you are still in contact with your secondary school mates? Some of them can write you a check that will solve your problem forever because they have have been successful at what they are doing. Do you understand me? I encourage you, join your old boys and old girls association. Hook up! Attend the meetings. Let them know who you are, let them know what you do. When they want to pray and, you know, preach, they say they are having a revival on WhatsApp. They send me a message and say, Pastor, please, can you come and handle this revival for us? I say, fantastic. Yes, they recognize I'm a pastor. But um, later now, let them know that not the only preaching man, they preach oh, And they do other things. is. <laughs> I'm a robust man. I'm a kingdom man. But what am I saying? I am in that platform. Your university friends, are you still in touch with them? maybe you graduated 10 years ago some don't move on keep in touch relationship is very important do you know that anybody you meet and at any given time right that person can either be a solution to what you are looking for do you know the reason why some relationships don't you are not valuing relationship let me tell you pride you are not humble enough pride And let me tell you you another thing that each relationship offends, anger. And why will he talk to me like that? After all, we'll be mates now. Listen, mate, not there anywhere. Leave that thing. Mate, not there anywhere. You are only mates, maybe in secondary school or primary, secondary school or university. Oh, that don't come on. No mates again. Level don't change. The devil has been cheating you. The people that you are supposed to relate with. The synergy you are supposed to have, the collaborations you are supposed to have, you are not having them because you are angry with the person, because you are having issues with the person. You need to, God said, come, let's reason together. People you have issues with, you need to call them, settle the matter, and move on. Even in the office, build relationships. Build healthy relationships. Listen, the best time to know a king is when he's a prince. I repeat, the best time to know a king is when he's a prince. The best time to know a president is when he's nobody. So you must build relationship. Because once he don't become president or he don't become governor, he don't become king, now the people will follow and hustle. Now you go, remember first. Is a natural phenony- ph- uh, phenomenon of, of, of life, it's natural now. Your own cacos ingo first relate with. So it is better for you to have plenty friends, no enemy, than to have even one enemy. The Bible says if your waist pleases God. He makes even your enemies to be at peace with you. It is better for you to have enemies that are at peace with you. I'll give you two examples. David had plenty of enemies around him. He was a missionary fighter. When he was time to build a temple, God said, you cannot build a temple for me because your hands are full of blood. He said, I will raise someone that will come after you, and I will give peace during his time. Solomon did not fight one war, yet he was the richest king. What kind of favor is that? God gave Solomon quality relationship. That's what you need to pray for today. God, give me quality relationship. Those quality relationships that has left me that I could not manage. Lord, I need them back. I need them back. Even the queen of Sheba left Africa and went to visit Solomon. And they were visiting Solomon. They were not collecting from him. They were still giving him. How blessed is, is that man? Do you understand me? You need quality relationship. Some of you, you are so you are so involved in your cocoon. You are so comfortable in your cocoon. The butterfly is inside cocoon. You need to break forth. You need to start calling people. You need to start hailing them. I just want to call you and find out how you are doing. What are you doing this weekend? Can we hang out? Let's G. Don't tell me are you G. You don't say you'll be my guy that year. Now you be my main G. Now. Let's go. That is it. Not necessarily because you are looking for stuff, but quality relationship is very important. Somebody say quality relationship. Another natural resource, this one was created by the artificial world, is the internet. What are you using with the internet? What are you doing with it? All you do is to download films. Do you want to be a movie star? If you want to be a movie star, that makes sense. Are you a movie producer? That makes sense. You want to when you are watching the film, you are saying, oh, this is, this props is not too good. This thing is too much. You are critiquing the the, the film. It makes sense. How can you watch in a week, you watch like 20 films with data? 20 films with data. You are okay. You are are, are very happy with it. I ask a question. What capacity are you building with that? And so, some girls who are not married, you know, they enter... The world of marriage, the reality of marriage, the ogonger world of marriage with the fantasies that they have washed enough inside film and they bring it inside the men-men marriage. Hey, men marriage, shake you like this. You'll not say, not be by film. In one week, let me, in one month, everything where you know, wipe, will wipe come out. You'll know how far. Now, let me tell you, do you want to have a healthy marriage? What investment are you giving right now? You are supposed to be investing in your character. You are supposed to be investing in your character. You are supposed to be building your capacity along those lines. Like I said, if what you are doing will not help you to achieve your goal in the next five years, stop it. You are what you repeatedly do. You are a product of the materials that emanate from your mind. You need to build your mind, build your capacity. Lastly, as I round off this morning, another natural resource is your talents and your skills. Thank you. Somebody prayed about skill this morning. I think I don't know. I heard that prayer. I uh, um, Kenneth. Your talents and your skills. Talents are natural raw materials. A talent cannot give you money because it's in its latent state. But a talent can be developed and it becomes a skill. A skill is what you use, right, to trade. God bless you, my brother. That's the word. Life is about trading. As I'm talking, I'm selling something. As you are looking at me, you are selling something to me. Life is about trading. What are you selling? So, your skill is the material you are using to trade. It is the trading that will bring money to you. What are you selling? What skill do you have that you are selling? I just give an example of a guy or a tailor who a, a top music star in this country called and he was able to deliver. It's because the person has a trade person has a trade. What is your trade? What is your skill? What do you do? What do you do? Don't boast about your talent, but instead, how have you developed the talents? There is talent development, sorry, there is talent discovery, there is talent development, and there is talent dissemination. Some of you are in the level of talent discovery. You have not developed it. It is when you develop it to become a skill, then you can disseminate. The dissemination is in the selling and the trading, so that you can put money in your pockets. Rise up on your feet this morning. Hope I've not given you too much information to process, (laughs) because I caught some persons; their eyes were closing. Praise the Lord. Are you blessed this morning? Anyhow, I've said a lot. Take the one way, consign you. Eh? Process the one way, concern you. If not time, not consign you, work on your time. Eh? Some of you are very poor with timelines. Timelines. They give you a job to do, you cannot deliver it. And some of you are also very poor in communication. If you are a salesman here or you are a vendor, they give you a job to do and you cannot deliver, call the person. Nobody said that they call your phone, you go switch them off. No, it's wrong. Very wrong. Very wrong. That's why you cannot get continuous jobs. In branding, there's what we call brand loyalty. Brand loyalty means that network day, not day. These people are going to die with them. You are loyal. Let people be so loyal to you until they say, ah, if not be this person, I'm not going to do business. So. How do you build brand loyalty when you are committed to the interest of your customer, not even to your own interest. To the interest, let the customer know that, ah, my brother, now you, not be me. When you pass the glory to the customer, when you make customer your focus, it is called customer-centric, customer-centric mindset. So if somebody gives you a business, And you are not able to deliver within a stipulated timeline or the stipulated timeline that you have agreed. Let the person know. Don't switch off your phone. Eh? And some of you leaders here, I beg you. If you are not responding to your work, and pastor is calling you, don't say, oh, pastor, they call me, you switch off your phone. It's even wrong that your head pastor wants to talk to you. You see, miss call, you're not going to return. Up. It's wrong. It's a knowledge gap. All you can say, as a pastor, how are you doing? You don't even know, say, one, you, you don't even know what the pastor wants to talk to you about. I just finished praying and I want to bless, speak words over your life because you didn't come church. You didn't want to church. This is the one you. for. Have I ever rebuked anybody for not coming to church? But you're not going to pick call. So that's the same attitude. You go, go, career and go business. How can you prosper? You would bring God. Say, hey, God, not to prosper you. A client has given you a job. You are supposed to deliver the job. You didn't deliver the job. Instead of you to call the client, to, it's called relationship management or client service management. Instead of you to manage the client, you go switch phone. Now, when you call ready, you call on the phone. Oh, sorry on the network. Oh, my phone. You don't lie. Why lie? Why go to that extent of telling a lie? It doesn't. It's not necessary. So, you see... You know the reason people do that? It is the capacity of their mind. Capacity of their mind. It's still the same thing. You borrow money. Instead of you to pay, you are running away. People do it a lot. You borrow, when you they borrow the money, if you see the energy, wait till they follow, them up. Give me this money now. Give me this They'll follow I'll Follow you up to, wait now, Oh, you want to enter, they go follow you enter. You come out of When they don't square you the money, pay now, you no not agree to pay. The people, they call you, you're not know, going to pick call. You will not respond. It's a bad habit. It's very bad. No time I would have told you about the currency of integrity and reputation. I preached a message here years ago, and I named it the brand. The, the what's the, the, brand, uh, what's the word? Uh, I remember before. I captured it. Your brand. What, what brand are you? Something around that. If somebody calls your name now, for example, Ehosa, what comes to the person's mind? It is what comes to the person's mind that is who you are as far as that person is concerned. That's who you are as far as that person is concerned. Praise the Lord. We need to build quality brands. Some of you used to come early to church before, but you have stopped. So, in my mind, I also come to my mind. Oh, don't worry. By eight o'clock, I also should be there. That's quality brand. That's quality brand. For example, so you are the one to work on yourself. Do you understand what I'm saying now? You are the one to work on yourself. When I see a behavior or I see a trend, I know that there's a knowledge gap. Your mind needs to be worked on. I want you to pray this morning. This world is not meant to rebuke you or make you feel bad, no. It's meant to challenge you. I said, your mind needs to be worked on. You need to build your mind. You need to build your mind. What quality are you putting in your mind? What information are you putting in your mind? You need to build your mind. It's very important. You need to build your mind and let your mind become so robust that you are able to deliver quality at all times. God bless you. Next week, we'll continue. God bless you. Thank you. This message was brought to you by Church of God Mission International. Church for Real. For more information, log on to our website at www.churchforreal.org. Church For Real. Influence Your World.